What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast. It is NFL Draft Thursday. The draft is here. Could not be more excited. I am Will Brinson. I'm your host of CBS Sports' daily NFL podcast. Find myself once again in a hotel room with my two good friends, Ryan Wilson and John Breach. Before we get into matters of great importance, such as my stitches... And you're, you guys being, John being, you're snitches, I'm stitches. Uh, want to point out that we were doing a live show today from Nashville, the Doghouse Saloon, D-A-W-G, H-O-U-S-E, saloon.com. If you're in the Nashville area and want to come check it out, please do. Uh, the pregame show starts at 6 p.m. Central Time, I believe. 7 p.m. Eastern. Yep, runs for an hour, and then... 4 p.m. Pacific. Yep, and then... Thank you, John. 5 p.m. Mountain. That's we don't leave anyone out. That's creepy that you can do that that quickly. Um, and then we'll do the full draft. We're going to have Ryan and Pete set up in the draft. Um, there'll be coverage from people in Stanford. We'll be at a bar, bouncing all around, giving you all the analysis you want of course, a fresh Pick 6 podcast will be available every single morning, even on the weekend, I'm told, by my overlords. So that's Thursday, today, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. We're rolling right through the weekend. We did this last year to kick off the first year, the, the, the beginning of the podcast. Now we're like basically, we're literally a full year into it, and uh, it's going kind of well. We'll have our full NFL crew providing news analysis grades and fantasy locations for every pick over all seven rounds live as they're announced. Just go on to CBS Sports HQ, our free 24-hour streaming sports network. Fire up your CBS Sports app, Fire TV, your phone, Roku, Apple TV, wherever you need. But fire up CBS Sports HQ. It's always on. It's always free. All right, let's get down to brass tacks. Oh, 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 I almost forgot. Coming up at the end of the program, a delightful interview with future potential top five draft pick, Devin White, LSU linebacker. He was outstanding. Saw him. I actually um, wrecked my face on a bird after talking with Devin White. But uh, is that a euphemism? It is not a euphemism. That's I literally <laughs> fell off a bird. Um, Ryan, where where do you think Devin White's going to go? Could go as early as four to Oakland. There's been some conversation about that. That's sort of what he thinks. Five to Tampa makes a lot of sense. I got rid of got rid of Quan Alexander, who signed that four year deal with the 49ers. Quan's coming off a, off a knee, uh, an ACL injury, so um, that's a concern there. In fact, when I, I when we I was last in the podcast with you and Sean, and my outrageous um, happenings potentially for the draft, I had Devin White going as highest number two because of Quan Alexander not necessarily being a long term answer in San Francisco. That's probably not going to happen. But four to Oakland, five to, to Tampa. Uh, John's team eleven would love to get a linebacker, and if Devin White's there, he would certainly be gone by that point. Um, trying to think what else. All the way down. I mean, if Devin White or Devin Bush are there at 20, one or the other, the Steelers will pounce. But I don't think that's going to happen. I'll have to trade up at some point if they want to get him. But he's a top five guy. It's just a matter of, as we always say in this draft, what happens with the quarterbacks. And that will determine sort of what the position players do after that. You know, I was thinking about the, like, we, you know, the surprising move. The surprising move for the Raiders would be to take a linebacker. And, um, they need I, one. Devin will talk about this later on, so I don't want to spoil it. We can get into other matters of great importance, namely my face and the Redskins. But um, <laughs> the uh, the he said he spoke with Paul Gunther, who pointed out, he's like, man, scheme, he's like, 
where you Raiders land. Raiders defensive coordinator. Yeah, Raiders defensive coordinator who was with the Bengals. They have a long history of talented linebackers, whatever you think about them. Uh, he's like, scheme matters. And he didn't, and Devin points out later in the, in the show, it wasn't, wasn't so much a 4-3 versus a 3-4. It's who is your defensive coordinator and do they know how to use you? Um, so anyway, check that out. He was, uh, we went down to the, uh, the style house and met him down there at the bronze style house. And, um, there was actually a funny, Josh Allen was down there too. Ed Oliver was down there as well. Uh, Josh Allen was doing a thing where he was blindfolded. I'm sure this will be a viral video that comes out in the next 48 hours. He was blindfolded. He had to smell different stuff. Uh, they gave him some Hattie B's chicken to smell. And he didn't. He thought it was like he goes. The last time I did something like that, it didn't work out for me. So I hope he thought it was. He thought it was steak. I would never smell. They gave him him some grass. They gave him a boot, and then finally they gave him some Old Spice. You know, whatever it was. But I I bet you'll see that as a viral video if you care about such things. So anyway, um, to you can hear more about Devin White in a minute. But first, me. Um, if Brinson goes blank for a couple seconds, like he just did, it is because he should be in concussion protocol and not hosting this show. But he toughed it out. He got a letter from his doctor, and here you are, Brinson, with well, how many sisters do you have? Uh, I, I don't know. It's a lot. I'm, I mean, what do you think? There's one. Oh, there's there's a bunch underneath, and then there's one loop stitch. And the guy didn't really seem to understand that I can't have all this crap on my face while <laughs> doing this live show. And then there's these steri pads. Um, I'm sure Pete Prisco won't bring it up at all throughout the week. And anyway, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm laughing because our guy Tommy Tran, uh, anchored down in Fort Lauderdale, literally just tweeted a very important question. So, Brinson, what happened to the bird scooter? <laughs> well, look, there's the blood to prove it. I mean, the gas was pretty bad. So, so anyway, was, I'm, you I'm, it up. I'm riding down the street, and on this bird scooter, it's a downhill street, and this guy comes out of this parking garage hot, and I yank the bird scooter to the right, jump off the sidewalk, and then, you know, like, you, you know, I didn't, I didn't I don't know, I, maybe I swore at him, I can't remember. Anyway, I pulled back on the left, and I was jump, trying to jump back on the thing to avoid being in the you know, traffic. And I hit this uneven patch of pavement, and this bird scooter tosses me right over the front, and I like land, and like I, my wrist is a little sprained, like I can, it's, it hurts a little bit, and I landed on my wrist and kind of caught my fall, but then I had a secondary lurch that fell forward, and then because I think my backpack like took me over the top, hit my head on the concrete, pop open wow. my eye with that big gash, and uh, I'm just standing there, and it starts bleeding like crazy, because you know if you get. Punch him. What was your first reaction when all this happened? I mean, did you I, think you were out cold? Do you think I can't be on the show? I, I'm done. No, I, gotta fly I was home. like, I can't be at the draft. I was like, I gotta get up and move before like someone like 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 like, <laughs> or like like or he's like and I look over and there's a lady in a Yukon and she like started to make eye contact with me and then quickly looked away because she realized I was fine and she just couldn't. She was too embarrassed. She wasn't for the me. one that almost hit you though. No, no, no. She was in, she was standing. Left. The reason the guy came out hot, he thought he'd be able to take a left and then. There was a yeah, wait, the guy who almost hit you, did he stop the car to see if you were okay? Yes, he stopped. He didn't say anything. I was up and moving within a matter of seconds. Then I was like, okay, I was like, oh, cool. I was like, I got all my teeth. I'm like touching my face. And I looked down and my hands are covered in blood. And I was like, oh my God. I wandered around the corner. And I was like, okay, okay, just uh, what do you do? I was like, okay, maybe I should leave the bird here. And I was like, okay, I'm still bleeding. And now it's dripping off my face. What's happening? So I grabbed... The T-shirt that I gave you, John, the pick six. <laughs> yes, and I should say that real quick. Brinson finally came through with the pick six podcast T-shirt that but. he's been promising me. The twist here is that my shirt is covered in Brinson's blood. So I don't even know if that's a gift. I don't know what kind of ancient Indian ritual you're trying to pull on me. We should have sent it. Aztecs did. We should have sent it to Sean. Oh, Sean, oh, yeah, give me your address. Wait, wait. I'll send that. I'll take that one back and send it to Sean. I'll send you a new one. Uh, so anyway, um, I grabbed By the, the way, shirt. I have this. Vi- here's my visual, John, of how this went down in my mind. So Brent, uh, 
Brinson jerks the scooter to the right, and all you see are, are flying blazers, loafers. <laughs> his toupee looking Tommy Boy with David Spade comes off, is flapping behind him, and he just crashes to earth. I'm glad you're not dead, because that way I can laugh. About I know, it. I appreciate it. Uh, I'm glad I'm not, hopefully not concussed. And also, it would be a sad Pick 6 podcast right now, for instance. It would just be me and Wilson, and it would be a little awkward, because you have to explain why you're not there. Yeah, be We'll laugh about the scooter part, but then when they hear you're dead, probably wouldn't laugh so much. To be but. fair, we'd spend five minutes on it and get on with the rest of the podcast. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah right, right, right. Uh, which is actually less time than we've spent on it so far. Um, at any rate, so I walk around the corner, I turn off the bird, and I'm standing there just, like, bleeding. And no one's, like, stopping on the street. It's a little weird. I grabbed the shirt, and I was, like, patting Probably it down. Probably because this happens all the time. And I took I took, I took my phone, yes. and I, fl- I did the camera, and I flipped it on thing. And I was like, ah! Like, there's a huge gash on my head. Like, all right, it's, like, not on my face. It's just on my eyebrow. Uh, and then I, I walked around the corner to the, and found, like, the nearest entrance to a building and walked in and asked, and covered in blood. And I was like, excuse me, ma'am, would you mind if I used the bathroom? She's like, no, go ahead. She saw your face. Go in there, cleaned up a little bit, uh, texted with my wife, went back to the bar where uh, where the the doghouse saloon um, to do the to do the test run. Everybody agreed that it would probably be in my best interest to go get stitches. Yada yada yada. You got the bleeding to stop by that point. Yeah, it, yeah. It's in fact they should didn't show up on camera, but for like long term cosmetic purposes, we needed to do it. So uh, that's the story of my stitches. Um, and as it turns out, though, I actually had a better day than Redskins fans. I think so. Yeah. Well, depends on how this thing unfolds Thursday evening. There's nothing right? about If you're a Redskins fan, you are free. I mean, if you, I guess you're not. So, like, for those. If you the last person I want to have control in the draft room from a Redskins fan is Daniel Snyder. Well, tell, to explain what happened, Breach. Explain, right, so explain we have multiple layers here. We have uh, Grant Paulson from 106.7 The Fan. Good, yep. friend, good friend of the program. Good He's been the program. one of the first, like, five guests on this actual program. So, started. he reports that Daniel Snyder is taking over the first round. He's going to do whatever he wants to do because he is in charge. Here's um, here's his exact... This is your owner who does not watch film, who does not put in the work that coaches here's, do. Here's the exact tweet. Just talked to a Redskins source who told me Dan Snyder has, quote, taken over the first round of the draft, end quote. The last time that happened, the Redskins traded two future number ones and a number two to move up for Robert Griffin. And, and you know, I understand people saying, well, that's one guy. How do I know this is happening? And then we also had Mike Rofflow over at... NFL Network, he had said the Redskins are trying to trade up into the top five. So now you're thinking, oh, that has Daniel Snyder's hands all over it because there's no way you're moving up 10 spots unless your owner has your gun to the head and says, you guys were drafting a quarterback and we're moving up into the top five to take it. And then uh, I think Garoppolo also tweeted that Snyder is going to have most of the control in the war room, you know, with Doug Williams and Bruce Allen also maybe having a tiny bit of say. So and Jay Gruden having zero say. Zero say for Jay Gruden. I mean, this thing is a total nightmare because we saw what happened in 2012. That was the last time Daniel Snyder had control, and he just mortgaged their entire future to get RG3. He gave away three first-round picks, 2012, 2013, 2014, plus I think a second-round pick, just to move up four spots. What will this guy do to move up 10 spots? So here's the thing. So the thinking, and JLC actually wrote about this earlier in the week, is that they love, and they being Dan Snyder, Dwayne Haskins. Dwayne Haskins played with Daniel Snyder's son. He's a D.C. Maryland guy. I, I get all that. But also, Greg Gabriel, the former scout on Twitter, said that there's conversations that the trade-up with the Redskins might involve them trading up to get Daniel Jones. And no group of people would be happier to hear that development than Giants fans, because that means that Dave Gettleman will not be allowed to trade up and get him. So 
That means three to the Jets. The Jets would love to trade down. They want to recoup that second-round pick last year. They gave up for Nathaniel Darnold. They would love to get an offensive lineman later in the draft, not at number three. And that means number four is Oakland Raiders. Would they be willing to trade down and get more picks if the Redskins wanted to jump leapfrog the Giants at number six? And, of course, number five is the Buccaneers. I think they would be willing to trade down as well. So trading up for a quarterback in this draft is the exact opposite of what the Dolphins want to do. And trading up in this draft to trading, make, Nobody wants to trade up in this draft. This well, is Dan, a trade-down draft. Trading up for one of these quarterbacks is an I mean, look. Dwayne Haskins, I get. In the top let me just 10. say this. Let's say that. Let's yeah. say it's going to take two first-round picks to trade up ten spots. That's or, a problem. Or twelve spots. And, and Dan Snyder is just totally sold on this. If you at that point, would you rather trade your fifteenth pick for Josh Rosen straight up? Not, right. I'm not saying Josh Rosen's worth that. Or would you rather he trade is. away your entire future to move yeah. up to get a quarterback who's arguably worse than Josh Rosen? And that's, like, if you're going to go this crazy, just trade for Josh Rosen, and the Cardinals would do it in a second for a for a first-round pick. No, that's that's the other thing. It, sort of we forget to talk about Josh Rosen. I saw – we're at the point in the proceedings where everything you read on Twitter is probably not true, but I, I saw that the Redskins are not reportedly interested in Josh Rosen. But I, I've been saying it forever, and so have other people. He's the best quarterback in this draft class. Yes. So – I don't, I don't get it. I don't get it. But, I mean, it's the Redskins. And I, like I said, the, the, the people most excited about this development, if it, it does involve Daniel Jones, are Giants fans because they don't have to worry about Dave Gettleman messing that up. By the way, this is a, this is a great tweet uh, about 12 hours ago. So, like, 8, 8, 8, 8, 8, 8 say 9 a.m. on Thursday morning. Daniel Jeremiah at Move the Sticks. What I've heard in the last 24 hours, Colin, Redskins moving up for Haskins. Redskins moving up for Jones. Giants moving up for Locke. Giants taking Jones at 17. Titans taking Locke. Bengals taking Haskins. Bengals not taking quarterback. Lions trade back and take a quarterback. And he points out, good luck predicting this draft. And I think that is absolutely spot on. This, to me, is going to be one of the most unpredictable drafts we have seen in the last five or ten years because there aren't guaranteed players who are going to go up top. Like, even Kyler Murray, if I told you he went – Hold on, let me, before you go further, let's do percentages right now. John, percentage, Kyler Murray goes number one. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm literally 50-50 on this. I don't think he's going to, so I'll say 49%. Wilbur? I, I was at 35 before. I'll go down. I think it's 12%. You know why? The biggest reason why? Pete I think Prisco? No. Because he skipped a charity event? Yes. I'm no, no, I'm dead serious. No. All right, so there's a pre-draft. The day before the draft, John was there. It's Huddle, uh, huddle for Hunger. Yeah. Right? And all the top draft draft prospects are there. And Kyler Murray no-shows this charity to help eliminate hunger for children. And, now, and I will say the one thing real quick is that the reason everyone thought Kyler Murray was going to be there is because the NFL sent out an invite last week to the media, and he was listed as one of the attendees. And once the event started, he was the only one out of the 22 on the list. So 21 out of 22 people showed up. Kyler Murray was the one no-show. And the problem is that there was no explanation for why he wasn't there. If this guy's going to be the number one pick, he's the face of the NFL draft right now, either Kyler Murray or the NFL should release some sort of statement saying, hey, this is why he's not here to help out homeless children. He was he was eating. That's possible. And, and his flight wasn't delayed because he was on a private plane With uh, on his way to Nashville. Uh, so uh, that's of, not going to affect Well, a lot of people have thought that from he was coming from Dallas and and the whole airport was flooded there, but that was not yeah. You had a private plane; you could have gotten here on time. Exactly. That's, that's exactly. not gonna affect. No, the I now. Well, so Brinson, finish your theory now. That we well, have the details here. And by the way, I also scored a tetanus shot while I was there, so that's exciting. Um, you're a mess. The yeah. question has gone. The guy's like, it shows you that your last tetanus shot was in 1988. Could that be right? I was like, that can't be right. Good but Lord, you're you know what? Maybe give me a tetanus shot anyway, just to be safe. Um, on the Kyler Murray thing. 
if you listen to Pete Prisco and you listen to and you and you and you, you hear the buzz around yeah, the league, at like one percent, right? But, but but I'm telling you, like the 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 point of what's going on with the Cardinals is that Cliff Kingsbury likes Kyler Murray. If Cliff if Cliff if if Cliff Kingsbury Cliff Concussion Kingsbury were uh, were in charge, he would draft Kyler Murray in a vacuum and play Kyler Murray. And I get it, that's fine. Kyler Murray's he thinks he's a better fit for his system. He knows him better than Josh Rosen. Um, if Michael Bidwell had his druthers, he would draft the, the president of the Cardinals. He would draft Kyler Murray, and Kyler Murray would sell a bunch of tickets. And there are a lot of people around the league who believe that this whole Kyler Murray buzz has been a trial balloon to see how Cardinals fans responded to it. Well, all and, that, and Bidwell's also not Dan Snyder. He'll just take over the draft and unilaterally decide what's going to happen. No, he might. I mean, he might say you're taking Kyler. Like, there's that's what the pushback has been. I don't think he would do that. I think he would trust Steve Kime here. But he, you know, this trial balloon's been floated. It's gotten an okay response, not the same way. Even Baker Mayfield didn't get a great response from Jets fans last year. They were they thought they were getting him at three when Sam Darnold went one. It wasn't it wasn't crazy, uh, and the buzz built for him a little bit. But then to have him go out and skip this charity event when you have a private plane and show up late—that's the polar opposite of what you want for a guy who you're trying to draft as a franchise quarterback, designed to improve the aesthetic appearance of your team. Yeah, I was talking with uh, our guy EK, our editor EK, about this before. And this is like sound like a plot line out of draft day. You know, like, you know, Cush missed the guy's birthday party, the quarterback. Nobody went to his birthday party. I don't know if you guys remember the draft day yeah. plot. Not yeah, everyone does. Forget it. But, yeah, so this was, you know, you miss a charity event and you don't offer a statement of any sort for why you're not there. Because maybe there is a legitimate reason. Uh, but at least explain it or make something up that sounds reasonable besides you didn't want to help feed children who are hungry. No, it's, it's super jerk move not to be there without a good explanation. It's not going to affect his draft stock. I'm at 65% of the Cardinals draft. But he's number one? But yeah. it does affect his draft stock if he doesn't go first overall to the Cardinals. No, it does. Yes, it absolutely does. Ipso facto. If he doesn't go number one because of that, then it That's not him. why he would not go number one. It, I, I think it plays it. At any rate, I don't think that the Cardinals are going to draft Kyler Murray? You're at 12, 12 and a half. John's at 48. Did I say 12 and a half? 49. 49, I'm at 65. Pete's at 10%. If you add all that up, it's over 100. Eh? Eh? So maybe mm. it's 100%. Yeah, Pete's at 1%. I, I think no, no, he's at 10%. Okay. I think they're going to go Quinn and Williams first of all. But, but real quick, back to the Redskins, because you were just talking about this, Ryan, is, is that if Dan Snyder is taking this over, I feel like the biggest winner is either the Jets or the Buccaneers, because those do seem like the two teams most likely to trade. I think... But, but I don't think the Raiders. I, I actually, so I actually think I think the Buccaneers would be willing to trade. Um, I think they'd be fine standing pat at five unless they got a great offer to move up. Because um, when you look at what Tampa needs, I think they either I think they've locked in with um, Devin White or Josh Allen. That's yeah. my theory. They could take, take it at Oliver. Because no, I, well, I'm making on at Oliver being gone at three. Okay, yeah. The over under for Ed Oliver's draft on a offshore but, site seven and a half. Over under when he's selected? Under. I like the under. But the problem, I mean, not a problem, but the issue is if the Jets trade down at three for the Redskins, then that leaves, opens the door for Oliver to be there perhaps. That is, yeah, that's correct. Yeah. Well, no, but I still think, all right, so even if, let's say Kyler Murray goes, let's just run through the scenario. Kyler Murray goes one to the Cardinals. And my God, we were sick and tired of talking about Kyler Murray. Good news is, tomorrow's podcast will feature, we'll know where he is. We don't have to dance in these little hypotheticals anymore. Um, Kyler Murray won at the Cardinals. Uh, Nick Bosa, two to the 49ers. Um, then the Redskins trade up to three and draft uh, Dwayne Haskins. At four, 
At that point, I think the Buccaneers might go Quinn and Williams. At four is Oakland. Three and four at Oakland. Excuse me. God, I might be confused. At four, Oakland goes Please. goes Quinn and Williams. No in, question. No doubt about it. At five, but see, then I think the draft just falls in order. Five, it's um, Josh. five, it's Devin White to the. Well, it could be Josh Allen or Josh Allen. I think the Giants will take either Josh Allen or Devin White. They like Montez Sweat and Ed Oliver as well. Montez Sweat. A, if they take Montez Sweat, I'll be irate. Well, the, there are concerns about the the heart. No way he goes top ten. He's got a heart condition. Well, we don't know how if that's smoke screening. You or, can't take a can't take a guy with a heart condition. Top they didn't send him home from the combine, so I don't know how many teams truly think it's a heart condition. How much of it's just sort of late in the day smoke screening. I've got them taking Josh Allen at six in my last month. Yeah, I like that. Um, and Makes then, sense. but then at seven, I think the Jaguars would probably go at Oliver if he's there. Maybe T.J. Hawkinson or Jawan Taylor is a real. They don't. Have, they literally do not have a right tackle. Hmm. They don't have the tight end either. And the defense, I feel a lot better about than yeah. Nick Foles and whoever you roll out there. Well, right. It does seem like they've been trying to build their and they offense. Do need to win. And they, they need to win now too. And, yeah. and the way that uh, so in that scenario at Oliver at Oliver for eight offensive lineman. Yeah, eight is uh, who's eight? Lions. The Lions. Yeah, yeah I would take it Oliver. At eight. So the Redskins trade up to three. It throws a monkey wrench in everything in terms of who you think will go where. And the, the Jets are extremely happy. Yeah, the Jets are thrilled. You trade up to 15, and you might get an extra first-round pick. So they trade it for Sam Darnold, give it the second-round pick, and in return they get 14 first-round picks because they <laughs> for, Dwayne for Dwayne Haskins. Uh, what, what else was buzzing in the news today, boys? Well, we've got Beast Mode maybe retired. Oh, yeah, that's I mean, right. That was uh, kind of interesting. That came out of nowhere. And uh, – I think the craziest thing about this is that Marshawn Lynch's mom shot out a tweet today. What are you doing, mom? Saying, hey, I'm not sure this is all accurate yet. Let's wait till Marshawn says something. Who and reported it, it? What? Adam, well, Adam Schefter, Schefter reported it. And early. so here's the thing with Adam Schefter's tweet is that he, it was a very carefully worded tweet. He never used the word retire. Mm-hmm. And Stepping he, away from football. He also said Marshawn Lynch is, quote, not planning to play football again. So it's not like... He's definitely done. It says not planning. You know, so it's like he's retiring, but that definitely leaves the door open a little bit based on the way he phrased the tweet and also Marshawn's mom. So, honestly, I think the situation here is that maybe the Raiders don't want Marshawn back, and maybe if, if they draft someone on Thursday in the first round, I would say he's definitely gone. And so it becomes, does he want to put up with one more year and, and try and win a Super Bowl, try and play for a winner? Because uh, obviously he only went to the Raiders because that was his hometown. He really wanted to play for Oakland, and so if that's not an option anymore, does he really want to play one more year? I mean, could you imagine like the Patriots calling up Marshawn Lynch and saying, mm. "Yo, man, let's go beast mode in Foxborough for a year and then do whatever you do." I mean, it would take that would help Tom Brady. He is an upgrade on Le'Veon Blount, who served in that role pretty well. Bold helped him bulldoze to a Super Bowl. Yeah. So. Um, so do you think this at all? Uh, affects the Raiders' plans to take a running back? Because I've been having him taking a running back forever. Well, I, I was saying that I thought the Raiders probably told him they do not want him back and they are going to replace him in a draft. Yeah. So I do think that – Who do you think – I think they draft who, in the first gets, two rounds. Who gets the leaks? Because this could be leaked by Gruden to Schefter. Right. Uh, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, who sure, gets, who's going to get the Raiders' the Raiders leaks in the draft? Is it going to come from the, the former ESPN I, I know it ain't from, ain't from the Oakland Scouts. No, but that's what I'm saying. They kicked everybody out, but now all you have left is one former NFL Network employee and one former ESPN employee. So who's going to – there's only two networks broadcasting the actual draft. We're neutral, guys. If you're listening, Mike and John, Mike Mayock and John Gruden, CBS, we're not – you don't have to – Yeah. You don't have a – we don't have a dog in the race. Yeah. Call us. Pick us, guys. Come on. Mike, that's, Johnny. That's a fantastic question. Hey, breaking news, by the way. Aaron Carter just followed me on Twitter. From the Backstreet Boys? Yep. 
What? You know, the sad part is you showed John that while I was recording the intro. You're like, oh my you're god. So, oh you my were god. so no, you were just so desperate. Why would a Backstreet Boy follow you and not me? I'm a, I like boy bands. That doesn't even make sense. Uh, Ryan, more importantly in your life, Big Ben Roethlisberger got an extension. Well, let me go back to the Aaron Carter real thing. <laughs> I'm only bringing it up because Nick Carter is a huge See, Buccaneers is- fan. He's a huge Buccaneers fan. Uh-huh. Uh, so well, I'm maybe thinking, he's a draft guy. That's what I'm thinking. Maybe oh, he likes what Ryan's been mocking out in his mock drafts. Who have you been at? They, they love the Devin Bucks. White, just like, Devin, yeah. just like everybody else in the entire free world. Mostly Devin. I think I switched it up. That way we could have saved that double segue for the Devin White thing, but fine. We'll just jump randomly to Ben Roethlisberger instead because we're taking a long time here and we want to go easy. You know what I was thinking about when Ben Roethlisberger signed a two- or three-year extension? Two-year extension. We're He'll 63. be there until 40. So – the Steelers literally wasted a third-round pick last year, Mason Rudolph, because Roethlisberger was waffling on whether he was going to retire or not. And the funny, ironic thing is that Roethlisberger, uh, Roethlisberger. <laughs> Everybody's concussed! Uh, Waffle and Roethlisberger. Big Ben complained last year when they took Mason Rudolph that they could have used that pick on a skill position player to help the offense. And now he's either. right. He is right because it's but his, it's his fault. fault that they took the pick. Oh, right, right, right. If he had, if he had just been like, I'm playing until I'm right. 40, like Phillip Rivers, they wouldn't be drafting a quarterback. In the third round. No, that's a good point. Um, I don't think it's a, I mean, like, it's a, it's a big deal because it's a signing for Big Ben, but it's basically saying, all right, we're gonna, we're, we're giving you the money. I think. It's a team friendly deal too. Look, I know we're supposed to only mention American sports books, but I want to point this out to my friends who may have sportsbook.ag <laughs> accounts or sportsbook.com accounts. Big Ben is 50 to 1 to win the MVP. That is a stupid number. That's way too high. Oh, if, you okay. have, if you have a sportsbook account, go bet that. Because well, no Le'Veon, no AB. Exactly. No, that helps him. How so? If he because <laughs> the Browns are fa- they're not favored to win the division. Everybody's counting out the Steelers. If the Steelers go out there and win twelve games and Ben throws for four thousand yards and thirty passing touchdowns, which is not out of control, I think he could easily win MVP because people will say Ben lost AB and Le'Veon Bell in the same offseason and still managed to put up these. They massive have to numbers. go to the playoffs. They have to win a game. You can't go nine. Well, you nine, just have to go to the playoffs. There's no. The awards are in. It's going on after the regular season. Yeah, so oh, okay. Yeah, but yeah. If, you, if they go twelve and four and win the division, well, of course. But if they go nine and seven, they're not. He ain't winning. Yeah, if they, I mean, if they lose, they don't beat out the Browns for the division. He, he'll get least valuable player. Uh, also, what, wait, wait. What does Andy Dalton have to do to get MVP? Um, uh, go eight and eight. <laughs> Jesus, sort of seventy-five cut shots. Uh, Justin Tucker got a big contract extension. That, that, he's the best player on team. Let me just say that this was probably, and we just spent a lot of time talking about Ben Roethlisberger. He's making $30 million a year, which isn't even the most for a quarterback. But Justin Tucker, no one deserved to be the highest paid player at their position more than Justin Tucker. Looking at his deal, I actually didn't even know how bad his contract was before that. He was making, I think, under $4 million a year. Now he is hands down the highest paid kicker. Uh, his new money is four years, $20 million. Uh, that's $5 million a year. No kicker in NFL history has ever made $5 million per season. Robbie Gold, who got franchise tagged by the 49ers, and who knows what the heck's going on there, but even the franchise tag was a nudge under $5 million. It's like $4.9 million. So Justin Tucker is literally a once-in-a-generation kicker. He's easily the best kicker. This is a no-brainer. You can literally score once you cross midfield with him, and that's just a weapon you cannot pay enough money for. So, uh, you know, usually making someone the highest paid player at the position looks bad for a team, but no, this is a no-brainer for the Ravens. This was, man, this is the second time this week we get to talk about kickers. This is like my week. Second, that was going to be Wilson's week because it was draft week. But second time in 48 hours. We, we had to talk about Robbie Gold and now Justin Tucker. Uh, the Ravens also, kicker podcast. Ravens also hosted 
former first-round Lions pick Ezekiel Ansah uh, as they search for pass rush help. That could be a good fit. We mentioned Kyler Murray missing his charity appearance. Um, RJ, ooh, RJ did a mock. He updated his mock to include in real time the Redskins moving up. He did that yesterday with your mock when the Seahawks yep. made that trade with Frank Clark. That was pretty cool. Um, yeah, in this situation, at Oliver seven, he actually had the Panthers trading up. Um, it looks like T.J. Hawkinson dropping Montez Sweat fifteen. T.J. Hawkinson sixteen in his, in his mock. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think obviously Dwayne Haskins trade would shake things up. I don't think it'll change though. What happens? With our good friend, Devin White, linebacker for LSU. So uh, let's take a quick break, and then we'll go talk to uh, Mr. White about his draft prospects and his love of Tennessee Walker horses. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads ensure you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drives so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Whether you're tailgating out in the dirt lot, Carter Finley, shout out Carter Finley, or whether you're whitewater rafting, taking the entire family on an adventurous trip, maybe you're out camping at Mount Rogers, I used to go as a kid, wish my parents had a Hyundai Santa Fe, the Hyundai Santa Fe is perfect for your family outing, learn more about the all new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com, call 562-314-4603 for complete details. The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. All right, joining the show now, live from the uh, Style Lounge, the Braun Style Lounge. Is that the name the of it? The Braun Style Lounge, the best style lounge in Nashville right now. Is there, are there multiple style lounges in Nashville? I don't Nashville? know, but if it is, it's the best one. Devin White, linebacker at LSU. How you doing, man? I'm doing great. What about yourself? You, you look comfortable. You look enthused. You're, you're decked. Good Lord. You got to look like you're in shape, too. Yeah. Feeling confident about this draft? Yeah. What, what's this experience like, and how does it – I mean, are you like, – Cause I, I've been, this is like my eighth or ninth draft I've been to. Yeah. But like when you go to New, when you go to New York, it has a different, like a different vibe, but I kind of like the Nashville vibe. Yeah. It's like laid back, but you can feel the energy starting to come around. Yeah. So, I mean, it's music city. Like, you know, who wouldn't like this, you know, and then for me, it's kind of big horse country. So I'm kind of all dialed in. Are you a horse guy? Oh, if you didn't know that, man. No, you, I didn't you know. Don't know me. Yeah, oh, well, talk to me about the horses guy. then. Yeah, I own four horses. You what know, what kind riding, of horses? Uh, Standard Breads and okay. um, Tennessee Walker. I had a Tennessee Walker growing up, actually. I, I rode one of my horses in Tiger Stadium. It's How did of, I not know this? I don't know. You don't be on social media because it went viral. I am I am older and not a millennial, so nah. that may be part of the problem. But, yeah, so, I mean, I, I like being up here has just been a great moment. Oh, I do remember seeing that now. Yeah. Right. So, that I mean, it's kind of unique. And then, you know, just for, like, like you said, being in the bronze, 
style lounge. I mean, it's been a great, like, I'm gonna be so fresh tomorrow, and I just want to thank them for helping me with the look and mm. my tailor guy for my suit, my, my footwear. Everything's just gonna be on point. So now I know that the cool, not the cool thing, but the, the thing, I mean, you see a lot with, you got like the, the, the guys in the show for the draft of style, a little, the lining is a little yeah. interesting. What you got? What do you, makes me think you might have some, something special lined up, horse related in the lining. Oh no, man. I might have some, <laughs> I might have some, but I might save it. Who knows? We'll flash it, right, when you get up top. If I got some. I ain't going to say I got some. There's no way you just mentioned a tailor and don't have something special. Like, you don't seem like the type of guy who wants standard silver inside the inside of your jacket. No, I don't want standard, but, man, we, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. All right, all right. This is something people can look forward. This is this is published on yeah. Thursday, so tonight yeah. you, can, you can look forward to it. What uh, what about the narrative of the linebacker in the, in the modern NFL? Because you're not a – you're not a, a traditional linebacker uh-uh. like a throwback thumper. Uh-uh. You're a speed sideline to sideline guy, sort of like a Roquan Smith type. Um, not like a, I don't want to say like a hybrid safety or anything, but you got you have the speed to move sideline to sideline. Are you looking to change the narrative? Yeah, of, so of the safety I mean, for the linebacker in the NFL. Yeah, basically what you were just saying is, you know, some people don't value linebackers to be able to go in the top five of the draft, the top ten of the draft. You know, off ball linebackers that is, right, but right. they'll say Von Miller, Khalil Mack went. Two and four, but those guys those are edge rushers. rushers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they consider linebackers. Right. So um, we're just trying to change the narrative. You know, me and Devin Bush. You know, we've been talking about it you all year. Yeah, we boys. Um, Roquan, that's big bro. You know, yeah. me and him talk all the time, and he went eight. I told him you set the standard. Yeah. He ran four five. Wanted to come by. I said you set the standard. So everything he did, I've been surpassing. And you know, I've been trying to at least trying to surpass it. And you know, he congratulated me on the weight. Man, it's all fun and games because at the end of the day, we're trying to change. How people feel like in the next five years, you're going to come here and say, man, you probably were one of the next ones that's going to go top five. It ain't going to be no, you shouldn't go top five because of your position. Because, you know, nowadays we're so valuable to teams right. being a, being able to be a three down linebacker. And that's what, uh. Well, see, that's the thing. It's like if you're a defensive tackle, and not to knock, you know, it depends. Yeah. It depends on the player. But like if you're like an old school fill the gaps defensive tackle, mm-hmm. You can go number one. Yeah, but like you might only play two downs. Yeah. Because if you're a run stuffer and you can't, I mean, like if you pass rush. Yeah. So I mean, the teams are. In but they still to buy you high in the draft. Right. They still to get Team, you at three. Right. Even though you can't do all those. But things. a lot. But like, but if you, you're a linebacker that can just yeah. thump, 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 then you're gonna go at the bottom of the first. Would you round. rather sack a quarterback or intercept a quarterback? I would rather intercept the quarterback because I got a chance of yeah. uh, scoring. Going the other way? Because if I get a sack phone, most likely somebody else is going to pick it up. What do you think distinguishes your game from I – mean, I don't know about this other linebacker class. You and Devin are kind of fairly <laughs> – you and the other Devin are fairly similar. I but, know. like, what, does, what, what, what distinguishes you when teams look at your film and look at you know? Look I at think the thing that distinguishes me from everybody else is, you know, me being a leader out there on the field, me mm. getting everybody lined up. Me making sure that I'm doing my job. Me making sure that um, I'm being a versatile player. And by saying versatile, you know, being a three-down linebacker, you know, you see me going sideline to sideline. But you do see me in the trenches making plays behind the line of scrimmage. You do see me sacking people. Yeah. You see me with pass deflection. You see me in the middle of the field playing Tampa 2 hinging like a safety. So I do everything, man. And that's why I just say that's what makes me different. Like, I'm a guy that can do everything for you. And the main thing about me, you go watch everybody else on film, you go watch me on film, go look at the special teams and tell mm. me who's standing out. You like tell playing special teams. Tell me who's standing out. Because all, all, all I want to do is win. Is it that's sort of like, you know, I mean, like, not, not that you've ever been in a traditional office setting, I don't think, but yeah. not like I have either. But, you know, you can tell, like, the dudes who want to do the dirty work. Yeah. And the dudes who just want to get the attention. You seem yeah. like somebody who likes to do the dirty work. You, you enjoy doing the dirty yeah. work. 
I mean, it's all about the little things. So I take the game and I break it into three phases, offense, defense, special teams. Sure. If I can help on special teams, because not the best player is going to be on special teams. No, so if I'm one of the best players not considered to play special teams, that's one-third of the game that we can already win just because I'm on there helping. Like punt, I'm on there and I'm getting down there and they can't, you know, get extra yards on punt. And now the defense go out there, we got them backed up. It's just little things that people don't care about that I care about. Cause it's I like, really, lay, like laying the foundation. I really the love this game, so I want to win in all phases. What was the hardest place to play outside Tiger Stadium, obviously? What, what's the toughest place to play in the SEC environment? Vanderbilt. <laughs> That's not, not Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt's a very good school, though. Mississippi State. Really? The cowbells are awful. They're cowbell. so stupid. And don't let them be winning. I, Dude, I got – so I'm an NC State guy. We played them when, in Dak's final year at the Belk Bowl in Charlotte. And I got, like, I nearly got, like, assaulted on yeah, social headache, media. Because I was tweeting. I was like, these cowbells have to go. It's the worst thing on the planet. That's a good That's a good answer. Do you think that, um, is Alabama, I mean, like, is that playing in Alabama? Maybe Alabama like, loud, but. It's like a different loud. Like, I've been to the LSU-Alabama game in Tiger Stadium and the LSU-Alabama game in Bama. It, it don't compare. Mm. Bama don't compare. Mm. So I know it, it's not that loud. Mm. Interesting. What do you. Do you have a dream landing spot in the NFL, or is it just a, I want to play whoever, whoever, whoever comes and gets me? I want to play. Yeah, I never liked the team growing up. Like I liked the Saints, really? but I never was a fan. Fan, okay. probably because I couldn't go to the games physically. Okay. So I mean, I'm just whoever. But I knew I wanted to go there. Where, where are you from originally? Louisiana. I'm oh, you know, I know that, but I didn't know like like yeah. is it like close to? Are you four hours away? Uh, five right. hours away. Right. So you can't attend the Saints yeah. game, so you can't get the same vibe. See, like North Carolina, you know, you can't be a Falcon. Like you don't want to be a Falcons fan or a Redskins fan. It was very weird. Yep. But so, so you is there a specific? Scheme or like coordinators that you look at that you think would fit your style better? I mean, I played in a 3 4 at LSU. Um, I feel like I could play anything. When I visit the Raiders, you know, they run a 4 3, which is different from the 3 4, but it's all about the scheme. Yeah. You know, I get into a good scheme, then I can um, throw. Well, you play the off ball. I mean, like you, yeah. I mean you're going to slide out. It doesn't matter whether you're 3 4 or 4 3. Yep. You see these guys like Thomas Davis does fine. And, you know, plus, like the Panthers are talking, he's, he's gone, but the Panthers are talking about moving to a, a, a 3 4 and a 4 3 hybrid. What did you, what, kind, what was the vibe like in Oakland? Did you, did you get it? Yeah, it was cool. Like, I mean, I feel like I'm pretty much in play right there. I feel really? like, at they, four? yeah, they really liked me. Coach Mike Mayotte, man, he spoke very highly of me. And then, Paul Gunther's a good linebacker. Yeah, coach too, man. yeah, he coached linebackers for a long time, but now that he the DC, he the one was telling me about the scheme. Yeah, D, yeah, yeah. You good, but if you don't go to the the right scheme, it can hurt you as a player, and that really stood with me because I didn't understand what he meant. Because I thought he meant like you know, um, you either play in a three four or four three, but he meant way more than that. That I really he means get. like whoever's coaching yeah, you and how they're and, utilizing and how they're you, they utilizing yeah, you. Yeah. And I understood that. Interesting. So, yeah, I know. I'm pretty much. So, they, do you think you would like? I don't think you would be a surprise pick at four. They said they might make a. There's rumors they might make yeah. a surprise pick. I wouldn't be a surprise pick because they got the number four pick, unfortunately. But they know, like, with their other two picks, I won't be there. So yeah, they yeah, would yeah, have yeah, to yeah. It'll make them take me. Even mm. if they don't think they should take a linebacker that high because they'd be like, well, we trade back to six. Guess who's right there? The Buccaneers are five. Okay. Yeah. You just sit, think yeah. I'm going to play for them as well. I think, yeah, you're so, – I'm So, I'm, so it's, it's really nothing you can do. And if they trade the – and if they trade with, you know, another team, yeah, yeah, the Giants yeah. right there as well. I and, think, you, and everybody thinks that I could possibly go to one of those teams. I think your landing spot is four, five, or six. Yeah. I'd be surprised if you got through that gauntlet. And I'm cool with that. Yeah, I bet you are. Yeah. Uh, all right, are you going to be cool with – what kind of facial hair are you going to be rocking when you leave this – 
the bronze style salon here in Nashville. When I leave the bronze has this style line. Hair salon, hair salon. Yeah, I better be fresh Isn't and shaved. Like, like, like a ball. Yeah. Oh, yeah, so you're going. I'm going ball. Like baby face, besides yeah. my chin hair. That's the only thing that, I, that I'm going to have. How, how close will you cut, pun intended? The uh, the shave between like like what's your timeline? Like yeah. how quick does this grow back? Because you don't want to be you don't be five o'clock shadow. Okay, the so they so they got these very special um, unique shaving tools actually sitting right here behind us. Go on. And so uh, even when I get cut up over here, I hope to be able to take a few of these back to That's the room. And when I get to the room right before the draft, I need to be in the mirror getting myself right with the new bronze oh, man, shaver. Yeah, and it got Dude. this little back it got this little back part on it for edging yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I mean I better I better be able to take a couple of those home and be able to shave right before I hit the carpet think- just so I can be just fresh as possible. Smooth as a baby's box. <laughs> <laughs> um all right. Uh are you going to uh what are you What's the first thing you're going to buy? The first thing I'm going to buy when I get drafted, but really when I sign a contract and a check come in, I want want to get my mom a nice house. You know, growing up, nah. Growing up, I lived in a single-wide trailer that's 41 years old. My mom, not even 40. So that just lets you know how old it is, and we still living in today. And Are you I serious? Mean, we made the best out of it. And it's not like a sob story, but that's a that's what we afford. We live comfortably, but I want her to live even better than that. So I'm gonna get her a nice house. Is mom gonna come live with you? She gonna stay nah, in Louisiana? Mom gonna get her own house, stay in Louisiana, help take care of my grandfather who's not ill, but he's not in the best condition. But he gonna, she gonna help him, and you know she his little sidekick. That's awesome, man. Uh, well, look, I'm looking forward to seeing where you get picked tonight. Uh, whoever, whoever drafts you, getting an excellent football player and a high character guy. Yes, sir. Thank you.